My daddy may now make an announcement. With all the construction going on next door, I honestly don't know if I'm going to be able to keep my head in this particular game. You are listening to the Bitterest Pill. It's a Memorial Day weekend. Aren't we all supposed to have the day off? You're listening to The Bitterest Pill. Pill. Welcome to the podcast. My name's Dan Klass. I'm in my garage under the flight path at Los Angeles, uh, you know, International Airport. Former stay-at-home dad, former actor, former shut-in. And now I I record these podcasts infrequently. Still here in a box in my garage, um, you know, that my cousins built many years ago. So I, I'm not so okay. I I know whenever I bring this stuff up, someone inevitably will say to me, uh, "Dan, I don't hear what you hear." But there's no way you can't out you like you won't be able to hear what I hear. So this is what's happening. So one day I get home from work. Did you hear that? That's the sound I'm talking about. So one day I get home from work and the front door's open. And I don't know what the hell's going on. Well, our neighbor has come over, our next door neighbor, not, not at Jean's old house, the other side. Okay. And this is a neighbor that has lived there for maybe six months or nine months by this point, And we've never actually spoken to very much. I have not spoken to him at all, but he's in our house. He's in our house chatting with my wife and he's telling my wife that they're essentially going to gut the house that they live in and it's going to be under construction for the next nine months. And you know, nine months means a year, 15, 18 months, right? So we're all very cordial and nice and ha 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 and laughing and making, you know, small talky jokes. But the truth is we live now next to a construction site. And what happens is the workers show up and they start work around eight o'clock. Luckily I'm gone by then. So I missed the excitement during the week. And they work to whenever they work, banging away and playing uh, music and laughing and talking very loud while my wife is home trying to work. And then at a certain point, they leave. And then the owner, the neighbor, the guy who came over, that guy, he bangs around until 10, 11 at night. What he's doing in there by himself with a hammer, I have no idea, but it's happening. And so right now, see, silly me, I thought because it was Memorial Day. It's not even Memorial Day weekend. It's Monday Memorial Day. I thought it would be quiet next door, but it's not. So every 30 seconds or a minute, there's going to be the sound of, I I don't know what it is, some sort of... uh, screwdriver-based wrench system. I don't know what's happening. All I know is that there is a a regular sound that I can hear that is getting recorded. Okay? I checked. It's getting recorded. You will hear it. What I'm going to attempt to do is ignore it, even though I hear it. And if you were here, you would see me, I'm sure, gritting my teeth every time that sound happens. But I'm going to, after I'm done talking about it right now, I'm not going to speak of it again. In theory, hopefully, right? Did you hear that? That was it. See, I'm not done talking about it. So I can say that now. I can say that because I ha- the, the time of me not talking about it has, hasn't started. 
that sound. You, did you hear that sound? So that's been going on all day. Now, next door on the other side, we have this great neighbor called Reggie. And he's a personal trainer. And apparently his clients come over on Memorial Day. So they've been over there laughing and lifting weights and talking and playing music over on that side too. But it's not the same music as on the other side. So it's like stereo, but not stereo. It's driving me crazy. Because I've been waiting to record all day. So now I just had to give up. It's getting late in the afternoon. I got to just, if I'm going to, right? If I'm going to do this, I got to do this. So hello, how are you? I'm fine. I'm, I'm fine. How, how are you? I'm fine. I'm fine means we're just having a conversation and I'm not really going to tell you how I am. Right? So I'm fine. You want to know the truth, doc? The neighbors are driving me crazy. Okay. Okay. But we're going to, I'm not going to say it. Don't, dude, don't say it. Just don't say it. Okay. So do you, maybe I've talked to you about this before. Do you guys have a decoy police car in your neighborhood? Like in your area where you go near your house to shop, is there a decoy police car there all the time? Or am I just honored to live in such a weird part of Los Angeles that we get the honor of a decoy police car. And what I mean by that is over right now, I guarantee in the parking lot outside of Panera, between the Panera and the, not TJ Maxx, it's the other one, Marshalls? No. Uh, You know, it's one of those places, you know what I mean? That pretends to have overflow clothes, but it's really just cheap shit that the company makes. There's a decoy police car. And what it is, it's just a prop. Everybody in the neighborhood knows it's not a real police car because it's there all the time. But for some reason, it just sits there all the time. And it must be put there by the police or the real police would tow it away. But it's a black and white. It's got the stickers on it. I don't think it even has lights on the top, though. So I don't know if it's for strangers that come in. They're like, oh, so strangers are going to come in and steal stuff from TJ Maxx. We got to make sure there's a decoy police car. But I don't know what it is about our area, Westchester, here between the airport. Right. We're just above the airport. Between the airport and like Marina Del Rey, which is a super nice place and the freeway. I don't know what it is, but all of our parking lots are crappy and they're full of litter. Who litters? In 2023, who is littering? Didn't we get that all shamed out of us in the 70s? Is it young people that didn't go through that? The crying Native American dude and all the like ecology stuff. It was constant in the 70s. But the the main drag here in town, there's big, huge parking lots behind both sets of buildings. And it just it's a disaster. Who is littering? Is that what the cop car is for? It's supposed to deter us from littering because guess what? It's not working. Every parking lot in Westchester, it looks like the carnival just left town. And I don't know, it must. I mean, I assume it's people that come here from somewhere else, God knows where, why are they driving around with so much trash in their car? I don't get it. 
There. Oh, uh, okay. There. Hey, there. Hey, there. Hey, there. I wasn't, I wasn't commenting on anything. I was just saying, hey, there. Hey, there. I'm just changing subjects. And I'm not commenting on anything that you didn't hear. My, my daughter and I went to uh, Dave and Buster's yesterday to shoot pool. And um, we were fascinated by this couple that was shooting pool kind of next to us, right? There's two pool tables at the Dave and Buster's here in West, beautiful Westchester, Cal, uh, Los Angeles, California. And it was very bizarre because when we went and we said, hey, we want to shoot pool. How does it work? And the, the young lady said, well, you know, it's X number of cents an hour. I forget what she said, like 13 cents, uh, not an hour, a minute. And uh, but there's only one pool table available at the moment. And so you're going to have to wait a little bit, but I'll let you know. I'll give you a ring. What's your phone number? So I give her my phone number, yada, yada, yada. And she calls us and we go to get the balls. And as I round the corner to get the balls, she's handing a bunch of billiard balls to a couple. So I immediately think, oh, my God, she just like, did that guy just walk up and she said, oh, are you Dan? And he said yes and took our balls. I have no idea what's going on. So I go up to the counter and I'm ready for a bit of an argument. You know what I mean? She's like, oh, hey, yeah, no, those weren't your balls. She could tell I apparently by reading my mind. That I was right halfway to a panic attack of some kind. So she gave us our billiard balls and she said, no, I'll take your credit card. Yada, yada, yada. When you're done, just come back and, uh, you know, whatever. I, I charge you for the time. Okay, great. So we go to where the pool table is and it's next to another pool table. Now, why she said there was only one pool table, I have no idea. Can you read, uh, like uh, reserve a pool table to Dave and Buster's? Because as we're walking in, the couple is in there and the waitress, there's a waitress already like, I'm going to be your server. And she had to see, I mean, I'm small, but I'm not that small. You know what I mean? She had to see us walk in, never said a word. She just walked away. Now this couple, and I'm, and I'm, I'm saying that it's a couple because it's two people relatively similar ages a man and a woman dressed as if they are together in some way, like a lot of black. Now she's this tiny little adorable brunette with curly shoulder length hair and really tight pleather pants on. Now, really tight pleather pants, they, they might not actually be in style. I have no idea. I am a heterosexual man. To me, tight pleather pants are always in style on a woman who really has the right to be in tight pleather pants. He is the six foot, six foot two bald guy. And I say bald guy as a bald man. But here's the thing. This is 2023. If you're a bald man, by the time you're this dude's age and he's at, he's at least in his 50s, okay, you should have gotten it together by now. But he's actually bald, like bald ring of bald. Like he is a bald guy, not 
no, like a balding guy. He's not a shave your head guy. And, and, and I'm sorry, I'm bald shaming. I, I admit, basically, I'm frustrated that this guy's with this cute little brunette and he's a big, tall dork. Why in 2023 is he wearing a black long sleeve shirt with some sort of black eagle on the back like he's Dave Navarro 15 or 20 years ago? And he's not Dave Navarro. He's an accountant, obviously, for some mid-sized corporation. But he's wearing this black shirt with the black eagle on the back and black jeans and black sneakers. And he's got his keys on a keychain on the outside of his pants. Do we do is is there a demographic right now that does that? I don't think so. I asked my daughter and she said, yes, some lesbians do that in New York. Which I have not seen. I have not seen anyone wear their keys outside of their pants since 1979. So I'm now fascinated because I'm wondering, is it, is it his height? Is it his income? They, they seem to be together, but they're not acting like they're together. They're sort of being serious about the pool, but sort of being casual about the pool too. It was weird. It was weird. Now, I don't know why I'm so fascinated by this. Listen, if she had been ugly, I wouldn't have really cared. I wouldn't have noticed, but she was a cute little thing. So finally, I think we were halfway through our first game of eight ball. Tulu and I, and a waiter comes in and asks me if we want anything. Now, where this blonde waitress has been that has been all over the other two, I have no idea. Is the billiard room so huge that it takes two wait people? Apparently. And I'm going to tell you how big this room was. Imagine a room the size of two pool tables and a bench. So why she wasn't, or I have no idea what's going I have no idea what's going on. All I know is the guy seems to think, the waiter, seems to think that I'm going to order food and I can't seem to explain to him that I just want to die of Coke. So I finally explained to him that all I want is a Diet Coke. He goes away. We're halfway through the second game and he shows up with two Diet Cokes and he's talking to me, but he's standing on the other end of the pool table facing away from me. Now, listen, I don't know how young people here, but if you're on the other side of a pool table and you're facing away from me, and David Busters is playing classic rock over the PA system. I can't hear what you're saying. I can't. It, it's not. It's this is not going to happen. All I heard is yada yada yada. Extra one refill. Something something free. I don't know what's happening. Goodbye. And he's gone. So Tulu and I continue to shoot pool. I'll, listen, I, I, I'm not too, uh, you know, whatever to admit. It was great hanging out with my daughter, making jokes, black pleather pants. I mean, it was a great combination. Now, the whole time we're shooting pool, remember I say the room is two pool tables in, in the size of like a bench. Because along one side is a kind of a bench with tables in front of it. And these tables except for the far end, are full of debris from people eating. 
you know, cups and plates and napkins curled up, you know, like just a mess. Now, Toulouse claims that at some point somebody cleaned that up, but I don't think so. So we're about halfway through our second game. And a man and a kid come in and go and and sit down there. And then a lady and a kid and then two more kids and then another kid. This enormous family. And the great thing about this enormous family, and listen, God bless you. You got a lot of kids. You're here. You're Dave and Buster's. You're probably here for one of the umpteen birthday parties that are happening on a Sunday. Sure, I get it. Could you not allow your kids to stick their hands into the pockets of the pool table while we're trying to shoot some pool? It's bad enough that you're blocking the shots and I can't move the cue and all that stuff, but can you keep their hands at least, at least keep their hands out of the pockets? So now, I'd say 33% of the pool table is now useless to us because this family is literally on top of us. The fascinating couple in the black clothing, they wrap it up. They're taking selfies with their waitress. We haven't seen our waiter. They're they're literally taking selfies, and right? I don't know what's happening, but they pack it up and then they head for the game room. These adult people, two adults, like what is happening? So Tulu and I finished our second game. We we figured we were done. We we go. Now at at uh, at, at the mall where this Dave and Buster's is here in beautiful Westchester. You have to pay to park. It's it's situated in an area where there's literally nowhere to park except the parking garage. It's, it's like it's on an island. It's on an island between the freeway and the on-ramp to the freeway and Sepulveda. So you kind of, you just have to pay to park there. And it irks the crap out of Melissa, my wife. And so she insisted on driving us there. So like a couple of middle schoolers, we had to text my mommy to have her come and pick us up. There's something kind of amazing. I know it, we're like saving $2 on parking, but for me, it's worth the two bucks to not feel emasculated by being picked up by my wife. Like I don't have a driver's license, like a 12 year old or something. And so last night, so last night was the finale of Barry and we've been watching Barry. Do you watch Barry on HBO? Barry. Is it called HBO now or is it called Max or HBO Max? I don't give a crap what you call it. Just stop changing the name. What do you say? So we wanted to get some frozen yogurt after Barry. So Tulu and I went to get the Froyo. And there was a couple in front of us. Now, this is not the same couple. This is a different couple. It's a much younger couple, but there's still the, the guy had to be at least 27. Okay. So there's a 27 year old man 
in front of us in line at the yogurt place. It's a yogurt land. It's a self-service thing, right? You go in, you go to the back, you get your cup and you do your thing, right? Okay. There's a very specific etiquette, okay, to yogurt land or any self-serve yogurt place. And this couple ahead of us apparently just did not understand the yogurt etiquette. Because he is yucking it up and flirting around with her. She looks to be about 12, so I don't know what the hell's going on. But he's taking his cup and serving himself little samples in his big cup and eating them out of the cup and then shoving the cup back under the thing to dispense more of a little sample thing while I'm standing there reading the sign that says, we don't do that anymore. No samples. But at least back when they did samples, they gave you a special little medicine cup, right? Remember those? Where you could do a little taste? But that's... That's not the half of it. Really, this is yogurt land or yogurt self-serve place etiquette, at least if you're a man. Now, there's a little leeway if you're a female, but for a, an adult man with your man bun and your beard thicker than mine, this is the etiquette. You walk in as you're walking to the back past the yogurt machines to get into the line. You look at the flavors. You decide right there as a man what flavor or flavors you're going to dispense. And that's what you do. You get your cup. You go to the first flavor. You get it. You go to the second flavor. You get it. You keep moving. There's no doubling back. There's no doubling back. It's a one-way street. If you have to taste something that's just too bad. The, they name the flavors like super not mysterious things. They name the, I mean, they, right? They really go out of their way to flavor the yogurt like specific things. And then they name it exactly what it is. Guess what the vanilla tastes like? Vanilla. Guess what the cookies and cream taste like? Yeah, you guessed it. Keep moving, man. No, he's backing up. He's ba He's literally not doubling back. He did that too. But it's so, at one point he was backing up and I'm like, no, there's no, we, there, I have people behind me. Listen, man, get your froyo, get your toppings and get the hell out. So they finally get their yogurt. They finally get their toppings. Now, meanwhile... Oh, God, I don't know what to do about this. There's just nothing to do about this. This is the 21st century in the gig economy and everyone's so right. Some jackass had door dashed yogurt. So not only are Tulu and I contending with the jackass and his girlfriend, but then one of the employees comes in and cuts the line to dispense yogurt for some door dash bullshit. No. No, 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 no. Hold on. Hold on. We drove all the way from Westchester this to this yogurt land. We've passed three yogurt lands to get to this one. Why are you get right? The door dasher doesn't have to wait in line. They're not even coming. Why did they get to with their proxy cut in line? No, get behind us, baby. 
So you serve yourself yogurt. You apply the toppings yourself. You then take your cup and you put it on a scale with the other cups from your party. So I've got my cup, my daughter's cup, and my wife's cup, right? We're getting her some too. Okay. They weigh it. They total it. They ask you if you want a bag, and then they ask you for a tip. So I, really? I should tip you for giving me a plastic spoon? No, take that. And, and this is the thing about COVID. I really blame COVID. Because isn't it true that before COVID, we weren't expected to tip everyone all the time? But there was something about COVID and we're like, well, you know, they're, they're essential. They're keeping uh, the food moving. And I kind of got it. But listen, I write Memorial Day weekend 2023. I don't feel like I should be giving a gratuity to some lunkhead because she put my yogurt into a bag. If you want me to tip you, take all those GD machines and put them behind the counter. I'll tell you what I want. You dispense it. And then I might consider tipping you. Probably won't do it, but I would consider it. I'm a bad tipper anyway. You know, part of it is I I have tipping anxiety. And part of it is my wife is very, what's a nice way to put it? Thrifty? Cheap? A conservative with her money? If she had her way, I don't think we would tip anyone. I think we would go out to a, like a 15-course meal and wouldn't tip. If she had her way, I think. But the, the automated, they spin the iPad around and you're expected to give a 20% gratuity on what you handing me my to-go order. I am the only guy in Los Angeles that picks up his own to-go food. Everybody else is a DoorDash driver or Uber Eats Please, just enough with the, right? The assumed gratuity. I'll feel differently when I get fired and I'm in food service, trust me. So we went to New York uh, to move our daughter out of her dormitory and into her next living uh, situation. And there's really not much to say about that. I mean, I God, there, there's a brief story that I, I feel like telling, but I feel not like telling because it gets disgusting in a way. And I'm, I'm trying to decide, I'm going to talk about something else, I guess. And I'm trying to decide whether to talk, to, to get, tell this somewhat, it's just, you know, it's maybe a little too personal. I don't know. It's gross. Okay. It's just gross. It's about bodies, mine falling apart in particular. So we went to New York though. And part of the trip was visiting my brother-in-law, Mark and his family, his wife and daughters and their husbands and the little baby. There's a little baby. Now we got to visit the little baby. You got to see the baby. So we visited, we visited the baby and the brothers and the sisters-in-laws and the nieces and the nephews-in-laws and all that. We had a great time. 
Now, one of the things about this trip, I was looking forward to seeing the baby, right? And I was looking forward to seeing the new bathroom. Now, my brother-in-law and my sister-in-law just had a new bathroom put into their house. They had a very small bathroom upstairs that they decided they wanted to turn into a very large bathroom. Now, listen, why not? If you've got the room and they kept saying, oh, yeah, we're going to move this wall out this way a little bit and that wall out this way a little bit. And it's going to eat a little bit into here and a little bit. And I didn't I couldn't follow it. You know, not not being there, just hearing this related to me by Melissa. I, I it was like, I don't know. They're going to make it bigger. I don't get it. I guess part of this bedroom is going to be now the bathroom or the hall. I don't know what's happening. And then Melissa was there. I don't remember why, but she was there during part of the construction of the bath. So the bathroom became kind of a thing. The bathroom became an event. And I was very anxious to see this new bathroom because I couldn't picture it. So we were, we were showed the bath. The bathroom is gorgeous. The bathroom is huge. It did eat in. So now I get it. Yeah. Okay. This, so this part used to be in that bedroom and this part used to be part of the hallway, but I get it. There used to be a thing here and now it's the part of the, sure. I, okay, great. And it's one of those bathrooms now that it has like a little outer area where you have a sink and then an inner area with a toilet and then an inner, inner thing where the shower is. And the shower doesn't have a door and it's all glass and it's got like three different, uh, you know, shower heads or whatever. So my brother-in-law, Mark, he's explaining all these shower heads and, and, and the optimal. So you got to get in and you set the temperature, blah, blah, blah. But if you turn this thing this way, then it's this shower head or then it's that shower head. And the other way, it's the other shower head. And then these two together. Da, 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 da. So I'll admit I'm very curious about this shower. When I'm traveling, usually I don't enjoy a shower. It's usually, you know what I mean? Other people's showers, you can't figure out the temperature and the pressure isn't good or the shower head is weird or different or whatever. So I'm thinking this is going to be great. This is going to be the most opulent shower that I have had in a long time. I'm going to use the thing where it comes out the normal shower head and then the rain shower head, whatever that thing's called, that's right up above that just sort of drops the water down onto you. It doesn't spray it out like a shower head. It literally just down. It sounds awesome. It sounds four star, five star. However many stars a fancy hotel, that's how many stars it sounds like. And it makes sense. They, you know, the girls have moved out. They're both, you know, my nieces are married. They've got their own lives. So it's just Mark and uh, Ellen, his wife. She works from home. He's retired. So why not eat into one of the bedrooms to make a huge bathroom? Okay, great. This is great. I'm very excited. I can't wait. So I get ready to take my big four-star, five-star, however many star showers. And I feel like I've done a good job of memorizing the sequence of events to get the temperature right 
and to get the uh, shower heads right, how I want them. Okay. So I go into the bathroom and I begin to disrobe. And I realize that the window, and there are several actually in this bathroom, but the window does not have any kind of curtain or blind or uh, frostedness or anything. It's just a window. So you can see outside. Beautiful. It's a beautiful. The weather was perfect. It's a beautiful summery, springy day in upstate New York. And the window is there and it's crystal clear and there's nothing to block it. And if you look out the window, you can see exactly where my sister-in-law sits to work. Which means where my sister-in-law sits to work, she can see right into the shower. Now, I'm not saying she would look into the shower, but I'm saying that she could see into the shower. And that's plenty for me. Because I'm not saying, I'm not saying that if you look out the bathroom window, you can see into the room where Ellen works. I'm saying that if you look out the window of the bathroom, you see Ellen's face because she sits near the window in that room facing essentially the bathroom. Again, not saying she would look, but just the fact that a human, any human, could in fact accidentally glance up from their team's call and see yours truly buck naked in the shower. Now, Listen, okay, so I'm I'm later, days later, I'm relating this anxiety to my wife who's like, oh, come on. It's only from like your solar plexus up. What's she going to see? And I'm like, well, me naked from the solar plexus up. Nobody needs that. Nobody needs that. No one needs to, like, it, my, no one needs to see it. Okay, seeing me naked, that only happens under very specific circumstances with very specific people, which means no one has seen me naked for a very long time. Okay, can we just cut the right? And this aren't right. This is not the extenuating circumstances. This is this is me in Macy's window trying to figure out how okay how can i shower with my back to the window the entire time and very quickly clean my entire body uh unseen i never turned on the big rain thing the five star rain drop the water on your head i never turned that on are you kidding i turned the water on i don't even remember what temperature it was and i was just lather rinse repeat run I'm sure it's a a wonderful experience. I would need everyone to leave the house. Everyone to leave the entire house. Or they would need to board up the windows. No, not if I live there, but just me as a guest. You know what I mean? Like if I live there, it would be great. But I'm too, right? There's no way. There's just no way. And don't worry, I'm being medicated for this. (laughs) Trust me. (laughs) 
<coughs> so, yeah, I am on. I'm on some medication. I, I I skirt around it on the podcast here every once in a while. I'm on some medication for some things for my uh, sanity, uh, which requires that on a monthly basis I go to the pharmacy. Well, it's not even monthly, really, because because I. I'm on two or three different prescriptions, right? And of course they're out of sync. You know what I mean? Like each bottle lasts 30 days, but that 30 days for each bottle starts on a different day of the month. So I am back and forth to the pharmacy a couple times, three times, maybe even a month. So I must do this thing. And maybe you do this too, where I sort of try, I mean, you would have to right? streamline your life. So knowing that I had to go to the pharmacy so often, right, I make the conscious decision like, okay, I'm going to go to this particular pharmacy. Now, for me, it happens to be, and this is not going to surprise you at all, a CVS inside a Target because I'm very comfortable in Target. I don't know why, but I'm comfortable in Target, okay? That's just the way it is. So whenever I need my prescriptions, I go to the CVS inside Target, okay? I'm not proud of it, but that's what it is. There's a little target, I've told you, in Westchester with a dirty, littered parking lot, just like every other parking lot in this town. And I go over there and that's where I get my prescriptions. And I like, I kind of know the pharmacist now. You know what I mean? It's like the closest thing to like a normal small town experience. I can get in and out quickly. If I need any kind of target stuff, they might even have it. Boom, 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 done. Okay. So... I don't know what happened two months ago between me and my psychopharmacologist. But suddenly she or someone in her office started sending my prescriptions to the wrong CVS. So, and I get it. I get it. So this, (laughs) and I wish this wasn't true, but this is true. There are two CVSs in Westchester. Well, there's actually three CVSs in my immediate Westchester area. Three. Within a two-block radius. There's a big creepy one that uh, is the big creepy one. Then there's the big creepy one near Ralph's. And then there's the one in Target. Okay, so there's big creepy uh, CVS. Big creepy CVS near Ralph's and then CVS and Target. Okay. So I go to the CVS and Target. For some reason, two months ago, my doctor started sending my prescriptions to the big creepy CVS next to Ralph's. And it's evil Ralph's. It's the Ralph's. I don't, if you've been listening for a long time, you might remember there was a time where they pretty much, uh, I, I went to try to return a mop and they pretty much accused me of trying to steal it. Yeah, I tried to return a mop and they tr- accused me of stealing it. And this guy's like, oh, I, I, I've been through this game with you before. And I'm like, what in the F are you talking about? I don't know what he's talking about, but I, I was going through some sort of medication withdrawal at the time. So maybe my eyes did look kind of wacko. But I swore on that day that I would not go back into that Ralph's and it's evil Ralph's and I don't like it. So I don't go there. And by proxy, because of its right right next door. I also don't go to the big evil CVS 
that's next to Ralph's. Okay, I don't do it except when I have to to get my uh, medication. So that's what it was. Melissa and I had changed our insurance to try to save money. It was a big mistake. I think I, I may have mentioned that. We actually somehow miraculously, we were able to change back to our old prescriptions or old prescription plan, which meant I could go back to some of my old medication that I had changed. So when we went back to the old medication, for some reason, the doctor sent it to the wrong CVS. And I needed the prescription fairly right away because that's the great thing about these super controlled substances is that you can't get them early. So you have to wait till you're almost running out. So if anything goes wrong, you're kind of screwed. You know what I'm saying? So I didn't want to wait for Target CVS to figure out how to transfer the prescription. And I don't think they can even transfer it if it's that controlled a substance. I think that you cancel it and I would have to call my doctor to get it. But the reason I don't blame my doctor is because, and, and I don't understand this, the big CVS next to Ralph's is 8900 Sepulveda Westway. Okay, that's the address. 8900 Sepulveda Westway. Across the street at the Target, that CVS is 8900 South Sepulveda. Now, are you wondering why would two buildings have the same number that are right across the street from each other. Yeah, exactly. And why are they both even numbers? Why wouldn't one of them be odd? Well, no, I guess because one of them is technically on Sepulveda Westway, even though it's really not facing Sepulveda Westway, it's facing Sepulveda Boulevard. It's 8900 Sepulveda Westway. And the other one is 8900 South Sepulveda because it's not facing Sepulveda. It's facing Sepulveda Eastway. I know it's the weirdest. I don't think about it too much because it just will drive you mad. So the first time I went to CVS next to Ralph's a month ago, I went there because my normal CVS said, we don't have your prescription. It's across the street. So I went across the street and I said, hi, how you doing? I'm across the street, yada, yada, give me my medication. And they kept saying, we don't have you in our system. And I'm like, yeah, well, I got to be in the system because the system told me to come here. I didn't just arbitrarily walk in the street like some sort of wacky homeless dude. The system, if I call CVS, that system, the CVS system, which I assume you are part of, tells me this is where my stuff is, man. Well, what's your name again? So I tell him, and what's your birthday? And I tell him, no, you're not in the system. You're going to have to go over there and talk to that person. So I go over and talk to that person, and I go through the same thing again. This is my name, and this is how you spell it, and this is my date of birth, and you're not in the system. And I've got to be in, the, oh, here you are. Uh-huh. This is why I don't go to this CVS, because it is insanity. So they say... Yes, we have your prescription. I say, great. They say, but <laughs> oh, we don't have the prescription. Like we don't have the medication. 
We have the prescription. We, we know that you have permission to be dispensed this drug, but we, we don't have any. You're going to have to come back in a couple of days. Tick, 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 tick. So needless to say, this month, when I was arranging to get this medication, I said to my doctor and her office worker, young woman, last month it went to the wrong pharmacy. Please send it to 8900 South Sepulveda Boulevard. And I think in an email, I even gave them the pharmacy number, like each pharmacy has a number. And I gave them the number, didn't matter. It went over to Westway, the crazy CVS next to Ralph's. So I go over there and it's the same dude, kid, dude at the register as last month. Now, I don't even usually have to wait at the Target one, but I had to wait. You see, again, you streamline your life. You go to the one where you probably don't have to wait as long, right? But no, I had to wait. I had to wait and wait and wait. And I finally get up to the thing. And I say to the guy, hi, I'm here to pick up prescription. He says, what's your name? What's your last name? And I say, class with a K. K-L-A-S-S. And he says, what's your date of birth? And I tell him, and he says, uh, you're not in the system. And I say, we've, we've done this before. We, we did this a month ago. I've got to be in your system because the system told me to come here. Well, what's your date of birth again? So I tell him, well, well, would you have another name, like another last name? I'm like, no, I have one last name. How did you spell it? It's class, right? Yes. Class. K-L-O with a K-O. Mother effer. Yeah. With a K. My last name, and it's the same, it's a mantra. I've been reciting this mantra for the last 50, 55 years. My last name is Class with a K. K-L-A-S-S. S as in Sam. So I've had it. I, I've really... I've had it. I hate dealing with anything in Westchester. I've freaking had it. But because I didn't go to Target to go to the CVS, I still need to buy Atkins bars. You know, I, I eat every two hours. And a lot of the times when I eat every two hours, I eat these stupid Atkins bars that are probably killing me. But that's what I eat. Every two hours, I eat Atkins bar. Okay. Which means, on a very regular basis, I need to be purchasing Atkins bars. Now, this is logically not going to follow. But at the time, it somehow made sense. I was fed up with having been at the CVS next to Ralph's. And I was upset that I 
right? Couldn't get the Atkins bars at Target. So I thought, you know what I'll do? I'll go into Evil Ralph's for the first time since 2005 and buy my Atkins bars. How bad can it be? Well, Evil Ralph's, and and I, I again, I don't know what it is about Westchester. I don't know if it's we get a lot of people that I don't, I don't, I don't, I can't explain it. Evil Ralph's, it's like it's full of zombies or something. It's weird. It's this weird post-apocalyptic grocery store. And I go in and it looks pretty much how I remember, except <laughs> the, how do I even describe this? They've built like a, a glass cage inside the middle of the store where they're apparently keeping the booze. So you know how sometimes the expensive wine will be in a locked case? Well, this is like an entire room in the middle of Ralph's made out of what I can only imagine is bulletproof plexiglass where they're keeping the alcohol. And it's got its own cash register, its own cashier. And you can't, there's a sign that says no bags. Like, it's just the weird, I've never seen anything like it. I don't know if crime there is so bad or somebody that's managing the place is so racist or what, I don't know what's happening. But there's a room, a bulletproof room inside the grocery store where they keep the wine. Now, luckily, all I need is Atkins bars, and I'm going to get the hell out. I might grab a Diet Coke. I don't know. I keep telling myself I'm going to stop drinking Diet Coke, and so I keep stop, right? I keep not buying Diet Coke, and then I'm always picking up a Diet Coke here and there. It's not good. It's not working. So the place is full of zombie people. All The lines are super long. Luckily, the self-checkout isn't being used much. So that's my plan. I'm going to get a couple boxes of Adkins bars, go through the self-checkout, and then get the hell out of here. But I can't find the Atkins bars. And I'm reading all the signs at every aisle. I'm looking down every aisle. Because, you know, every Ralph's is going to be a little different. And yet, you would think about where they clump different types of products would be the same. So if I can find any products that are usually near the Atkins bars, then I should be able to find the Atkins bars. Now, my normal Ralph's in El Segundo, it's near the pharmacy. But this Ralph's has no pharmacy, probably because it's next door to CVS. So I literally walk from one end of the store to the other in the front and the back. I can't find the Atkins bars. But they must have them. Because they must have them. And I realize, oh no, there's only one place I haven't looked. Could the Atkins bars be in the bulletproof room with the wine? So I look through the glass and there they are. For some reason, it's not just wine. It's wine, shampoo, deodorant, quote-unquote diabetic dietary needs. 
And I think ladies' uh, personal products. So I go in there and I grab two boxes of Atkins bars. They have the exact flavor I want and they're at a good price. This is looking up. Even though I'm in the weird, no shoplifting, no shoplifting room, right? Okay, so far so good. Now there's only one person ahead of me in line, but she's very talkative. And it's taking a long time. I, I never get a, an idea of why it's getting a long time to ring up this one bottle of booze that she has. And she's chit-chatting with the cashier and he's chit-chatting back and they're making jokes about 1313 Mockingbird Lane. I don't know what is happening. So finally she gets rung up with this big bottle of booze and then separately she wants to ring up a pack of gum. Now listen, no, no, no. Again, no, you are busying a cashier to ring up. You Ring it up with the booze. The booze and the gum can go together. What, what For tax purposes, you're going to deduct the gum? Give me a break, okay? And just buy, buy the gum with the booze. So at this point, all I want to do, I just want to go home. I just want to go home and eat an Atkins bar because it's past my snack time by now. This is all taking too long and I'm shopping in the evil Ralph's in Westchester in the bulletproof shoplifting room. But I'm very nice to cashiers always. Even if I'm in a bad mood, I'm not going to be a dick or anything, right? So... It's my turn. The guy says, hello, gives me a big smile. Hello, how you doing? Good, great. He's ringing up my thing and he says, hey, did you, are you an actor? Did you used to do like TV shows or commercials or something? And I say, yeah, a long time ago. And he says, well, what, what do you mean a long time ago? Like the 80s and 90s? I'm like, yeah, 90s, two, 2000s. And he's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. You still got that look. And I was like, thanks, man. I wasn't sure what to say. Do you go into your resume or do you just take the compliment and run out of there? So he handed me my Atkins bars in a bag. I don't think he even charged me 10 cents for the bag. And I was done. And I thought to myself, God, I love this Ralph's. All right, thanks for listening to The Bitterest Pill, as always. As always, uh, thank you for listening. Thank you for downloading the show. You know, tell a friend, would you, for once in your life, tell a friend about the bitterest pill. Somebody should be listening, shouldn't they? No, not really. Hey, you know, the bitterest pill is made possible thanks uh, in part to our patrons, you know, that patronize me on Patreon. Patreon. Patron. Patron. 
That's the villain of the next Avengers movie. Uh, uh, patrons on Patreon. Patrons like Paul Ed Gardner, Maury Estabrook, Samantha Couture, Sean Othan, Armand Norelli, Peter Chase, Edward Nothnagel, Rob Usden, Dave Hall of Fame, Jackson, Heather Worth, Harold Goldner, Sean Wooten, Flores, uh, Tom Carroll, David Chase, and Gerard Cortinez, uh, Michael Saffel, and so, so, so many more. Thank you to all of them, and thank you, uh, like I say, to you for listening. I appreciate it. Honestly, the only reason I do this is because you're still listening. I think it will end for my sanity. I think I think it might be helping my sanity, but I'm not sure. Uh, please don't hesitate if you're so inclined to write me at pilladanclass.com. Let me know you're out there because I need it, man. I need the dopamine. Do you understand? Uh, I don't know what we're going to talk about next time because it hasn't happened yet. But I appreciate you, and uh, I hope you're well. I hope you had a good Memorial Day weekend if you're here in the United States. If you're not in the United States, then bless you. I'm sure you have holidays, too, you know, that we don't know about. Probably some bank holiday just happened, for all I know. I have no idea what's going on. Okay, thanks a lot, and I will talk to you very soon. Okay? Okay. Bye-bye. The Bitterest Pill is produced by Jacket Media, makers of fine podcasts since 2004. 